Welcome, everyone, to the Full Life Podcast by Grace Church, where we hope to inspire and challenge and clarify your next steps in faith. I'm David Lawson, and over the last few weeks, we've been talking about songs that can steal your Christmas. This podcast came out of a series of sermons at Grace Church called Christmas Playlist, where we were using Christmas carols to illustrate some of the great truths that surround the birth of Jesus. And if you haven't listened to any of those messages yet in the series, I encourage you to go to WorcesterGrace.org, that's W-O-O-S-T-E-R, grace.org, and to listen in. I think it'll really encourage your faith journey, help you with some practical steps in your faith journey. And because it's Christmas, I think it'll help you celebrate Christmas more meaningfully. Well, today I have with me uh, Jeff Walter, and uh, Jeff, you're going to be helping us with some popular Christmas songs, or at least one popular Christmas song that could steal our Christmas if we're not careful. Welcome. Great to have you. Uh, I want you to take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. I'm, I'm the lead operations director at Grace, and I get to do all the fun stuff, the behind-the-scenes kinds of things. Actually, I oversee finance, facilities, HR for our team, but there's a lot of things that just fall out of a, I'll, I'll fall outside of a job description that I really enjoy that I get to do. And my wife and I, Erin, uh, she's been married to me for 10 years now, which is crazy come April. Uh, it's wild how quick the time flies. And, and we have a couple of kids, Jackson, he's our seven-year-old son. And then our daughter, she's six, the loft in there. Some wild animals, but we keep feeding them, so they keep coming back. <laughs> so uh, for your 10th, have you guys talked about anything special you want to do, a trip? Yeah, well, so we, we always discussed how uh, we were going to go to Italy for our 10-year, oh, right? Okay. But then you have kids, and so well, we're going to— I wonder if you're going to take them with you. <laughs> we're going to spend our time at Disney World instead. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's funny how that changes over the <laughs> so years, So this is right? an anniversary trip for you or for the kids? I yeah, guess. hopefully we'll be able to break <laughs> okay. away a little bit and spend some time just us. That would but, be great. Yeah, I hope that's you can do that. Well, we're talking about Christmas songs today, and uh, it is the Christmas season, of course. So why don't you tell us, uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? You got one? Yeah, I, I love the classics. Actually, uh, it's one of those that uh, my probably all-time favorite is White Christmas by the Drifters. Man, okay. that's a good one. You know, right the off Drifters, the Home Alone soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, love that. But I, I love the classics of mm. Oh Holy Night by oh, Josh yeah. Groban. Man, that guy can sing. Yeah. That's just a, a good song all around. Yeah, it's so powerful. When somebody can sing, it's a tough song to sing, mm-hmm. at least for the average person. Yeah, uh, I can. And it's so powerful. The words are so powerful. Absolutely. How it's uh, orchestrated is powerful. Just love it. Uh, we sing it here at Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, just about yeah. Every year. One of the yeah. best traditions of the year. Yeah, I Absolutely. love that. Yeah. Well, over the last two weeks, we've been talking about the fact that many of our popular Christmas songs today are either about relationships or they're about the feels. You know, Billy Starkey helped us a couple weeks ago talking about the fact that Christmas is about relationships, but really it's about life's most important relationship. And then last week, Pastor Bob uh, was with us, and we talked about how oftentimes Christmas seems to be all about the feels. It's about the environment, making sure everything is just right, that the classic, traditional, feel-right Christmas happens. And uh, what we discovered, of course, is that Christmas really isn't only about the feels. It's about the truth of Christ. And so today we're going to talk about a different topic, uh, and we're going to be talking about how so much of Christmas has become about how much we get Christmas isn't Christmas unless I get the right present right. or I give the right number of presents or I get the right number of presents, yep. whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, Jeff, many people, for many people, the stuff is the essence of right. Christmas. And if we're not careful, some of the expectations that 
we fall into, that we uh, are baited into, that make Christmas Christmas can be influenced by the songs that we hear and that we sing. Yeah. And of course, we're inundated with this. I said this last week, since October, <laughs> it seems like we right. all these songs just start playing over and Suction. over again. It's suction, that's right. And uh, we're not, we're not, no one's trying to diss these songs. It's okay to like these songs. We can enjoy them and so forth. But we really can't buy into some of the messages or it just creates a lot of tension yep. and it creates a lot of stress mm-hmm. and a lot of disappointment in our lives because all these songs have a message. And if they give us the, they can give us the wrong perspective, set up some wrong expectations. What do you yep. think about that? Yeah. Isn't that the problem though with music, right? right. Is that yeah. it sucks us in with mm-hmm. the guitar line, a cool beat, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And then the message keeps you there. And that's right. what it gets ingrained in your head. It's mm-hmm. not the guitar line. It's not the beat. <laughs> that's it's right. the words. It's the language. Yeah. That's the thing that keeps coming back to your mind year over year, quite honestly. And and that's what we start to dwell on. And so the same is true for Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's no different here. Um, like I said, we're kind of old school and, and uh, even cheap in our family. So we listen to the radio over and over. Um, we don't have any of the subscriptions or yeah, anything like right. that. But it's funny because the radio can play some of those those God-honoring songs, but then immediately turn around and play Mariah Carey. Right. So right. it's funny the dichotomy between the songs of what we hear on the radio, especially at Christmas time. Yeah, it really is eclectic. I mean, you get something that, you, like you said, is really traditional, something that uh, everyone can expect. Then you have these popular songs that have a totally different kind of message to them. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into the song that we're going to be looking at today. And so there's a song out there. It's an old one uh, that uh, focuses on the material expectations of Christmas. It was originally sung by Eartha Kent, then Michael Buble released a man's version. If there, Can there be a man's version of Santa Baby? <laughs> I don't know. But he did. He, he, he did uh, release that version. Uh, what is the message that this song is sending? Yeah, it's funny. This one that uh, is a song that my kids love, actually. They, that's crazy. They think it's so funny that they call him Santa Baby. Yeah. I think that's why they enjoy it. <laughs> they, they crack up in the backseat every time. Um, but they don't quite get it yet because this song is, is really the dream that every person's had at one time or another. Right that Santa's some genie that grants our wishes and and Buble gives me all the stuff and that's what he or Buble says that he gives me all the stuff a Rolex yeah. a classic convertible a yacht a platinum <laughs> mine a second car yeah, beyond right. that as if the first one wasn't enough and just an endless supply of money and this yeah. song communicates that we all really want just stuff around yeah. Christmas time. That's what yeah. it communicates. Yeah. And uh, obviously the song is a little over the top, uh, but it does kind of uh, tickle the fancy, doesn't about the material of yeah. Christmas. And uh, most people probably wouldn't dream about all the kinds of gifts that are in there. Right. But the point is clear. Expect stuff at Christmas. If you don't get stuff at Christmas, then something is wrong. Absolutely. And so I, I want to run some statistics by you. I want to get your response to some st- statistics. You've probably read some of these or similar to them before. Check them out every year. I bet, I bet you do. So in 2020, for shoppers who took on holiday debt, so people are going in debt to buy these gifts, the average consumer debt was $1,381. That's it's the average. Unbelievable. And, and the thing that kills me is that you said debt, not yeah. how much they spent. Right. That's the debt that they were willing to take on. That's, yeah. that's unreal. So some people are probably going fully in debt, and then some people are buying more than what they're going to. So they're already buying, and then they're going in debt for the rest of it. Crazy. 89% of those who took on debt wouldn't pay it off in one month, which means there's going to be interest on that debt. And uh, as you have taught me, it just made the gift much more expensive. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, you know, our, our listeners obviously can't see me, but a tear just rolled down my cheek. <laughs> I can see it glistening. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and then get this, Jeff. You'll love this. 
18% of people took on debt. They did so using payday or title oh, loans. You're, you're hurting me physically, Dave. Stop with the stats. I thought you would love those. Well, if we buy into this idea that Christmas is about getting, it just adds stress, sets us up for disappointment. And really, uh, we should be turning this whole idea around, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. The old classic is it's better to give than to receive. And it, it sounds cliche um, and all, not all that much fun, but the reality is it's it's true. Um, I bet as you're listening to this, the times that come to mind about Christmas mm-hmm. or when you live sacrificially, uh, maybe you went to serve somewhere. You know, I, I know our church tries to get mm-hmm. involved in a lot of ways in our community and quite honestly, outside of our community too, with the recent developments that happened in, in right. the South, in right. Kentucky, right. Um, with tornadoes, where we're trying to get involved in a, in a variety variety of ways, uh, especially at this time of year. Um, But those are the things that come to mind. You know, the angel tree, the shop with the hero, what we do called the greatest gift here at Grace Church. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a Christmas offering, something to go over and above to give towards special projects. But Proverbs 11.25 says, Mm -hmm. a generous person will prosper. Mm -hmm. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And this is the truth when it comes to caring for other people. And that's why I love our greatest gift Christmas Mm -hmm. offering projects this year year, because uh, we're, we're actually going to pay off close to $1 million in medical debt, I can't which is that. which is absolutely nuts. Um, it's been a, a really cool opportunity to work with some other organizations that we've been able to leverage our giving to maximize and exponentially increase yeah, the giving where we're getting to that. Because a lot kind of people, of that medical debt uh, takes away their Christmas, right? Yeah. Because it straps it them and they can't. Yeah. yeah, right. Absolutely. And so what a cool thing that that's going to be for this year. Um, we're also investing some other church planning efforts in our region and in Florida. We're investing in our orphanages in Southeast Asia. That one's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also investing in in uh, Chad, Africa by rehabilitating a Bible Institute in the Southern part of Chad. And just think about that, that we have an opportunity here in Worcester yeah. to give towards people that are influencing a region that we could maybe go and visit, but right. we can't go and, and stay and truly maximize the opportunity that yeah. these individuals, these locals are going to have the opportunity to do. So what a cool opportunity for us here in Western. It is. It, I, and I tell people occasionally, it's hard for me to fathom that, you know, just a church in Worcester, Ohio, I mean, uh, can have an influence not only in their yeah. own community, but also in other parts of the world yeah. in ways that we would never dreamed of. It's It's like the loaves and fishes being kind of Absolutely. multiplied uh, before our very eyes, the impact that the Lord is allowing us to make. Yeah, Those projects and that focus, boy, isn't that much more refreshing than just the material side yes, of sir. things? Absolutely. And so that, it caused me to, uh, to remember Jesus' words uh, from the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 6. If uh, you want to look it up sometime, it's Matthew 6, 19 through 21. And Jesus said this. He said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's just like, that's a truth that just cuts through the clutter. It's timeless. Uh, It's timeless. You're right. Everything that we accumulate here, we're going to leave behind. Mm-hmm. Now, some of it, you know, we get instruction from the scripture to uh, leave a legacy behind and help those who are behind. But, but really, it's it's more about where our heart is than anything else. There's there's nothing wrong with gift giving, of course. Uh, you know, we should we should be we should be materially generous to other people. But the focus for us should be what lasts 
forever. Our right. hearts, right, should be ultimately uh, there. That focus should be what lasts forever, both when we receive and when we give. Yeah. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's funny that uh, generosity and and selfishness becomes such a a priority at Christmas. Everyone yeah. wants to do both, right? right. They want to <laughs> get everything that they want. Yeah. But at the same time, there's something in our hearts that drives us towards generosity. Yeah. We want to help the neighbor. We want to help the person in the community. We want to help those that have been affected around the world. And right. so, yeah, absolutely. There's such an opportunity right now to not only invest financially, but also to be the good neighbor, to be the right. person that's pointing somebody towards Jesus, the right. person that's inviting somebody to church, those kinds of things. Sharing your story, having right. the faith conversation is easier at this time of year. Yeah. So the opportunities are there. We yeah. just need to recognize them and take them. Yeah. I just had a conversation with somebody this week talking about um, that the best gifts have a piece of you with them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, uh, you talked about being generous in general. Oftentimes, when we think about generosity, we think about money. Yeah. But it's like being generous with my time, being generous with my words, being generous with my faith, just being a generous person in general. And uh, I love that. That's a great, a great reminder. Yeah. Thank you. So we always try to encourage uh, someone, uh, Jeff, to take the next step. Uh, it's one thing to hear a truth. Uh, it's another thing to do something with it. And of course, here at Grace, uh, one of the things that we encourage people to do is that whenever we are exposed to the truth, hear it preached or taught, or we read it ourselves, uh, we always believe there's a next step for us to make progress in our in our faith. Yeah. And so uh, what next step would you say should be out there for us? What's something we can do practically that yeah. will help us in our generosity? Well, like I said, there, there's opportunities all around us in our communities, mm -hmm. next door, across the street. doesn't matter the neighborhood that you live in. Right. Uh, there's always an opportunity. So we should be influencing and and trying to leave a, a legacy within uh, the small little bubble that we have around us. But mm -hmm. um, like we, like we already alluded to, what an easy way to make an impact on our world um, by whatever the dollar amount, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, mm. something like the Greatest Gift Christmas offering. Yeah. There is no shortage of generosity opportunities at this time of year. Um, but I, I personally, again, because it's close to my heart with the Greatest mm. Gift Christmas mm. offering, where we're giving beyond our walls. Those don't stick around here in Worcester. It's right. going to influence church planning. It's going to influence the gospel around mm. the world. Mm. And so what a, what a great opportunity. It doesn't have to be a big gift. Uh, something simple is, is uh, all that matters. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. living in a generous way is something that I know I want for me and for mm -hmm. my family, and, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Yeah. And so just to remind people who might be listening, there might be some who um, might be out of town or whatever, uh, what, what are some ways that they can connect with giving to the Greatest Gift Christmas offering? What are some things that yeah. they can do to do that? So obviously it's simple by going just to worcestergrace.org and clicking on the giving tab. That's simple enough. Um, there's a variety of ways. We always want to make it as simple as possible for people to give, whether they're giving by cash or check. Or right. Quite honestly, we've we've even expanded some of those, those routes to things like stock gifts, and we've been receiving mm. some of those towards the Greatest Gift mm. already this year. But there's a variety of ways, and, and even if it comes down to just getting on our website and reaching out directly to me. I love right. having those conversations about generosity and how we're influencing the world together. Yeah. Well, I love your heart in this, and you bring a, a good, healthy, generous energy to our church, and I really appreciate Thanks, that. 
Uh, anything else you'd like to, to add for today? Oh, no, man, I'm looking forward to the, the next week here as Christmas rolls around, our services get rolling, and looking forward to time with my family. And yeah. uh, it's going to be a, a great Christmas this year, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate uh, those reminders. I think that's going to be really helpful for everyone because it's easy for us to think more about the material than the spiritual at Christmas. And uh, for those of us who are Christians, we really need to be focusing yeah. on that spiritual side. Even Definitely. in the material generosity, we need to be thinking yeah. that way. Well, thanks for joining me today. Thank appreciate you. It. Yeah. Well, I trust our time together has been helpful for you. I'm glad that uh, you could join us today. And I trust that in some way your faith has been strengthened and that you're better prepared in your faith journey and for this Christmas season. So remember that Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. And my prayer for you is that you would pursue the full life that God has for you.